You're listening to the Bug Bucks Podcast, hosted by Alan Draper and Eric Bassett. Each week, they'll discuss ways to scale and grow your pest control company with a goal of helping you become a bug money millionaire. What is it about the money? And people will be like, well, I really want to buy my mom a house, or I really want, you know, another bedroom so we can have more kids, or I want, you know, I'm just going to put it into a, a checking account. And I'm going to look at it because I, you know, for security, then you find out, oh, it's these other things that that money will do. So I think your companies need to go through this process if you haven't already. And I think it evolves over time. Companies change, personnel comes in and out. Hey, everyone, welcome to the Bug Bucks podcast, a podcast designed to help you become a bug money millionaire. I'm Alan Draper. And I'm Eric Bassett. And we're your hosts. Today's episode is brought to you by Bug Bucks Plus, which is the number one course designed to help you start and grow your pest control company. Eric and I are dedicated to providing you with the best resources to help you on your journey to success. Before we begin, I just want to remind everybody, the best way to receive new episodes is by subscribing to our show on your preferred platform, such as Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you love the show, please leave us a review and a rating. And one last reminder, if you haven't joined our Facebook group, go to Bug Bucks, that's B-U-G-B-U-X on Facebook. We love to hear from our listeners and we love to be able to interact with them on that platform. What do you have for us, Eric? All right, Alan. So today we are talking about the pros and cons of being the problem solvers in a service industry and some of the interesting associations we've ended up making with seasonality and pest problems and some of the other weird stuff that we come across in our industry. So take it away, Alan. What do you got for me? Yeah. So, I mean, I think I, I think this is a really cool topic because we're going to talk about, you know, I, I think it's the essence of a business is to solve a problem for somebody in a way that is is financially reasonable for them to pay you to do it. That's every business, mm-hmm. right? I don't have the resources or the or the desire to go build a Facebook type social media platform, right? So I'm mm-hmm. just going to use Facebook now. Now that's free and they make they monetize that through advertisements and and other things, but that's the essence of what we do and we do it for something very specific in the pest control industry. And it's really cool because we kind of came up with this idea uh, for our topic today because of this feeling that, you know, Eric mentioned that he gets when summer rolls around, right? Being a door-to-door sales rep for quite a while now. What has it been, a decade or something, Eric? Yeah. Yeah. My first decade in in pest control was door-to-door sales and some inside sales before ownership. And uh, I... Man, I started getting all sorts of weird connections, which is a summer season, you know, like dry and hot weather. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, it's something that probably not a lot of people love, but I do because I associate it with money and growing and, and making lots yeah. of money summertime, you know, and, you know, now when I think about summertime and pest control, that's that's the only thing on my mind. And I think that's true regardless if you're a door-to-door rep or you're an owner or a technician, you're in other some mm-hmm. other you know, department within a pest control company because it gets crazy for all of us. And, and I kind of get butterflies, 
you know, around March, April, when the weather starts to warm up in some of our cooler weather states where we operate, because I know it's around the corner and I'm kind of excited for that growth, that opportunity. And, you know, we were talking about this because we were talking about the weather in Arizona, saying how it's hot and dry. And you were kind of putting this positive spin on it. Like, Hey, that's, you know, that's something that reminds me of, you know, growth, building a pest control company, making more money. And it reminded me of this story that I heard of a real estate investor. And this real estate investor took his, you know, his son to this house that he was planning on fixing and flipping. And his son's, you know, somewhere four or five, six years old. And they open the front door of this house and just get hit right in the face with cat pee, right? It just smells like <laughs> terrible pet odor, just cat pee crap, like just this disaster of a house odor that, they, you know, you can't miss. And he turns to his son and he, and he says, hey, son, what does that smell like? And his son says, that's, that smells like money, dad. And his dad's <laughs> like, that's exactly right. And that's how we have to look at the pest control industry, right? Like we, we take care of a problem. We're in crawl spaces. We're on roofs sometimes. We're knocking down wasp nests. We're getting stung. We're, you know, we're dealing with something that a lot of people don't want to take care of themselves, which it's like, perfect. We'll do it for you, right? That's, and we should wear that with a badge of honor, in my opinion. Don't shy away from that. Be proud. Tell people, I I have a law degree and I tell people that I'm a bug guy. That's how, that, like, if I just meet somebody, doesn't, you know, not from the pest control industry, I, you know, they don't know who I am. I don't know who they are. And I, and they'll say, hey, what do you do? And I say, I'm a bug guy. And Jules, my wife, is always like, why do you say that? Like, why don't you tell them like you own bu a bunch of businesses and all this? I'm like, because that's something that I'm super proud of. Right. And then, if, you know, if the conversation, you know, goes on, obviously I'll tell them a little bit more, but it's something that, that I'm proud of that we can take care of this for somebody. And I think, Eric, I think the takeaway from this is that when you get to that spot where you're like, Hey, I'm not, I'm not ashamed of this. I'm not ashamed of like that. I work in a blue collar industry it changes like your pers your perspective and your perception of yourself. And like, you know, for, for me, it, it means everything. It's like, hey, I'm a bug guy. I'm proud of it. And then on top of that, oh yeah, I can really affect a lot of people. I can make their lives a lot better. And oh yeah, I can make some really good money doing it. 100%. And it's, it's funny that you talk about, you know, being kind of that just saying, hey, I'm a bug guy. I remember when I was, you know, kind of in my mid twenties and I was the the director of sales for a pest control company before Natura and I was making good money and like, I don't even think my friends really understood exactly what I did, you know, and, or like how much money I made. And like, whenever I would introduce myself to somebody and they're like, yeah, you know, what do you, what do you do for work? And I'm like, oh, you know, I, I just, you know, I'm work for a pest control company here in town, local company, you know, and they kind of look at me like you look like you're successful, but I have no idea what like pest, like pest control pays or what it does, you know, whatever. Like, it's just one of those industries that's kind of mysterious still. Mm -hmm. And I kind of like it that way. It's, it's kind of fun. You know, I feel like people have to dig in a little bit deeper when they finally get to know you and, and realize kind of what there is to it. And I think that's kind of the, the thing that hooks a lot of guys. Mm -hmm. You get into pest control just as kind of a job. And then it slowly like shows you how awesome of an opportunity it is and what you can do with it. And then you're like, wow, dude, this is, 
this is freaking awesome, you know? And I remember, you know, speaking of kind of providing a, a service to people, I remember, you know, training our office staff and, you know, like when we would have like a lots of call volume, right? You know, people that are calling in because they have issues and and my office staff would be like, man, like uh, the answer just so bad. And, you know, this is so bad. And I can tell that they're kind of feeling a little bit defeated by all the like pest activity in our market. And we kind of sat down and I had to let them know, like, you guys, like having a lot of pest activity is like the best thing for our yes. business that we could ever wish for, you know, yes. like, like, dude, every summer I have like, like lay in bed and kind of have this recurring dream where I'm like, oh man, I wish that there was like a plague of locusts or like some <laughs> crazy resurgence of some, some insect. And like the mayor calls me and is like, Eric, like you got to help. We'll pay anything. How many, <laughs> how many, how late can you work? You know? Oh man, that would be awesome. It's like, <laughs> and then, and then next it flashes to like this, you know, this movie trailer, like Marvel, it's like the bug guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like handing you the key to the city. They're like, you saved us in our time of need, you know? Like, it's just, like you said, you got to wear like a badge of honor. You know, it's, it's one of those things that luckily, you know, people are becoming much more aware of the time value trade-off, you know, where they're like, Hey, I'm getting to the point where I value my time more than it costs to pay somebody to do my pest control for me. Mm -hmm. And so it's an easy decision, right? And all the guys who are listening, especially some of the, you know, maybe door to door guys or guys that just sell, you, you run into these DIY people, guys who are like, oh, I just do it myself. And you can never really convince those guys that you can do it better than they can. I mean, you could, but that's never usually what I go after. The way that I switch over to those guys is I end up always going after the money versus time aspect, right? Mm. Like, hey, unless you really love doing your own pest control, right? Like, I'm sure you'd probably enjoy spending your time doing other stuff and mm -hmm. with what we can provide for you. It's a way better value to you and your family, right? And I can honestly say that and honestly believe it because it's so true. And that's what I love a lot about pest control is we're providing a service that's very essential and it's a big value to a lot of people. And it's not going away. You know, as as we're kind of talking about the things that we really like about the industry, quite a few things come to mind. I like the really low barrier to entry for somebody. You know, it, it's kind of this, you know, cliche or something that you hear very commonly in the industry that, you know, hey, I never sought out a career in pest control. Everybody says that, right? No, no one is looking for a career in pest control, but here we are. Yeah. And it's kind of cool because there is this little barrier to, to entry where it's like, hey, let's get a license. Let's get an LLC formed. Let's get, you know, our insurance in place. Let's find, buy some product, hang a shingle, right? Obviously, there's experience that, that goes into that. You don't just want to go treat a house with, you know, without... I'm having that experience. But in terms of, you know, you're not starting a tech company, you're not building a software, you're not starting, you know, a doctor's office or some other business where you need a professional degree. You don't need a large amount of money. You can start a pest control company with you know, on, on a shoestring budget and kind of re reinvest the, uh, the capital that you make. Another thing that I like about it is that while it's a, and this is kind of unique to pest control, while it's a low barrier to entry, this industry, there's not a lot of pressure from big money in this industry. Yeah. 
people talk about, hey, what's Amazon going to do to disrupt pest control? Are they going to be, you know, using drones and to do pest control? And and maybe I think regulation is going to prevent some of that. I think the real technology is is going to be in the products and equipment we use, and 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 the innovation in in customer service and personnel. I think that's the real innovation in pest control. But I think it's really cool that we have this. There's a low barrier to entry, but we don't have a lot of outside pressure. Now that's good and bad. Like if you go to a pest world, you'll see relatively little technology there. Like few software companies, you know, and and the few that are there have been there for years. And the reason why I know this is because I have a partner uh, developing a software called Rana, and he went to a pest world. He not from the pest industry. And he told me, and there's like, you know, several hundred companies. You go into the big conference room, they're all there with all their booths. And he's like, where are the tech companies? And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, there's no tech companies. You go to <laughs> other industries and like yeah. most of them are software or the latest tech or whatever. So there's a lot of opportunity in the pest control industry. I'll, I'll leave with kind of my third favorite thing about the pest industry. I love the camaraderie. Yep. I was just I was just chatting with some door-to-door guys from another company and I teased about how I hope they do really well in a particular area where my company is not. But if my company was there, I wouldn't want them to do well. But then I would. I told them, I'm like, I'm joking. <laughs> I, I actually love helping my competitors, love helping people in the industry regardless. And I think that's true of a lot of people. Yeah. This industry, we just kind of have each other's backs. And there's there are a lot of industries that aren't like that. And then, uh, of course, there's some bad players in our industry. But, you know, I... I just kind of another benefit. And as I'm thinking about the good parts of this industry, the things that are are attractive, when we're building our pest control companies, we should use those things in our favor. How do I leverage those things that are benefits for me being in the pest control industry? I said that was my last one. I'm going to add another one. We are <laughs> very recession-proof. I shouldn't say recession-proof. I should say um, we're we're recession-versatile. And look what happened with COVID. We grew during COVID. A lot yeah. of other companies. So when when things, be aware of what's going on in the economy, especially right now, especially what's going to be going on with commercial real estate, some other things in the next 18 months. But use these things to kind of double down on your company and and find, you know, there's there's going to be great opportunities to find really good people that are getting laid off in other industries right now. And... Anyway, so I'm, I'm recommending the PCO identify those things that make pest control special and and drill down, down on them. Yeah, man. I mean, I my first year selling pest control door to door was 2008. I mean, and that was like the the year of like the housing crisis, Jeez. you know. And I remember like I, I talked to some people like on the doors, and they're like, "Dude, you're so like you're so bold for like going door to door and trying to sell something during a time like this." Quote, you know. And I didn't really care. You know, like my my whole job was to go out and hunt and find the people that I think could be potential customers and then work with those people and sell accounts, you know? And it it didn't occur to me then, but it occurred to me now after being in the industry for 15 years, like uh, pest control is magically recession-proof. You know, not just recession-proof, but almost like it kind of likes recessions. Mm-hmm. You know, when we see dips in in other areas where people would be scared about business and scared about money... We see a lot of increases in businesses. Now, you know, I think your pest control company has to be to a certain point 
and you have to have a certain mindset in order to capitalize on that. But in most cases, like pest control and some other service related companies do really well during recessions. And part of that has to do that we're kind of a, a self self contained business apparatus, right? Uh, we don't rely on a whole lot of outside other sources of scenarios to give us the demand that we need to run our company, right? The bugs don't care if it's a recession, you know, and the bugs don't discriminate. The bugs don't care whether homeowners have money or not. And if that's the truth, and that means that the demand for pest control is always going to be there, regardless of how much money is kind of in the economy, which is a wild thing to think about. So when you were, when you were kind of talking about like industry disruptors and stuff, it kind of occurred to me that it is, that's also kind of a magical thing. There's really not any other type of tech or system or scenario that's really disrupting what we do. We're kind of at the top of the chain, you know, and we're just really kind of sort of competing with each other for space and some markets. I've, uh, I've seen, you know, obviously in the last couple of years, there are some like new DIY products coming out mm -hmm. for, for homeowners like and stuff. Pesty. Yeah. Pesty. Mm -hmm. uh, here's what we got. Pesty. We got nature tech. We've got a couple other ones. I always see the ads on my Facebook because Facebook knows that I'm a pest control guy. Mm -hmm. And what's funny is I always see all these PCOs, like owners and technicians, like comment on those posts. And they're like, <laughs> so mad. They're like, so upset. They're like, I can't believe you're doing this. Blah, 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 blah. And you know, these products, you have to be licensed professionally and all these other things. And it's funny. And I kind of sometimes will correct some guys on there, but I commented on one the other day and I said, Hey, this is the exact equivalent of somebody going to an auto parts store and buying brakes for their car, right? Mm -hmm. Like, can you replace your own brakes? hundred percent. You can. Do you want to replace your own brakes? I don't. I probably definitely out, don't. Yeah. Like 70 to 80% of the rest of America doesn't. Right. Which is why auto parts stores and like mechanics don't really have beef with each other because they understand that they're completely two different people, right. serving two, two different types of customers. So I still think it's so crazy. You brought it up. There really isn't much disruption in our industry. You just have to put your game plan together for your business, go out and execute on it. And there's not a whole lot of outside pressure. There's no, no big players going to come in and mess things up for you. Right. Even if you have acquisitions, big acquisitions in your market. That's another thing that actually goes well for most companies. Every time a big player comes into my market and buys out another competitor, I see a huge turnover. Oh, that's that's customers. You love to see that. You love yeah. that. It's awesome, right? So it's crazy to think about. Even when you have big companies that come into your market, it's almost an advantage for you. Mm -hmm. You know, and you don't see that with a lot of other industries. So you know, I mean, the longer that I'm in the industry, the more I realize how how much of kind of a unicorn company it is. You know, there are definitely some weird parts about it. We have to go into crawl spaces, like you said, and yeah, and go out on Saturdays and go out when it's freaking hot, and sometimes go out when it's really cold and deal with gross stuff. Mm -hmm. But man, does the company grow? It's yeah, awesome. Yeah, and it's cool that you know when if you think about it, there's no there's no real benefit to working with a huge conglomerate. If you're a customer, it's mm -hmm. not like, it's not like, you know, am I going to buy something from Amazon or am I going to buy something from, I don't even know what a, a online shopping competitor would be. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's how much they've destroyed that, that market. If, but if it's like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to go with the big guys in pest control because why? 
It's actually the exact opposite where people like to say, hey, I'm the local bug guy. Our guys Mm -hmm. say that a lot. Hey, we're the local bug guys. People have knocked on my door and said that. And so it works in in the favor of, of these smaller companies. And when you do have like a pesty type company or when you have, you know, even some certain door to door companies, they're in a way they're helping just the industry generally because they're spreading the word like, hey, you need pest control. And I think you're right about how there's two different markets, especially with your break scenario, where you're going to have people that would do it themselves. You're going to have people that definitely would not. I think you're going to have some gray area with pest control where you're going to have a little bit of crossover. So if you have a Venn diagram, right, there's going to be a few people in the middle and the really good sales guys like Eric is going to be able to talk to that, you know, DIYer and explain like, Hey, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to save you some time. You you see those guys, you're like, Hey, you're, you know, get in a conversation with them. What do you do for work? Oh, you know, I'm a, I'm a CPA or something. And it kind of reminds me of well, when I was practicing law, one of my buddies in my law firm, he was moving and the partner at our law firm, and we were first years, right? And we, but we still made good money and we still charged $250 an hour, $300 an hour for our time if we were billing. Mm-hmm. And this partner found out that he was moving himself. And he's like, wait, why would you do that? And he's like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try, try to save a few bucks. I don't want to pay. And he's like, well, how much does it cost to move? And he figured out that it was, you know, he was paying laborers about 25 bucks an hour to move Mm -hmm. his house. And he's like, now, how much do you bill? And he's like, oh, yeah, I bill between $250 and $300 an hour. And he's like, now, how does that make sense? (laughs) Right. So, so kind of using that to, to help people get off the fence that are, some people just like to do it. I like to cut my own grass. You and I have talked about that a, a little bit, but our industry, you know, I kind of want to go back to this idea of, you know, we're how we're problem solvers and not, not in all cases, but a lot of cases we're solving a problem that people don't want to solve themselves. They don't necessarily want some of the products that we use uh, around their house. They, you know, it's better to get it applied and, and, and have the concentrate somewhere else. And before I started proof, I really wanted to do kind of this introspection about why why was mm-hmm. i starting why was i starting proof why was i starting a pest control company at the time i was practicing law had a good job and at at first it was like oh i okay like i want to make a lot of money and it's like i think that opportunity is going is going to come in, an, in in a number of different ways you don't necessarily have to start a company you definitely don't have to start a pest control company but I realized that when when I really drilled down on higher purposes for starting my pest control company, it, it just made me a, a whole lot more motivated. Because in the beginning, when I first started Proof, I was making way less than I was practicing law. So it's like, okay, well, I didn't do it for the money. And it took that that reality check for me to kind of realize that and admit it to myself. And then it's like, man, I, I actually like help helping people solve problems they don't want to think about. I really like building stuff. I really like building companies. I really like creating jobs that support families, that add to the economy, that people can be proud of, where people can be autonomous. They don't have someone looking over their shoulder all the time. They don't have someone yelling at them. And 
And so it it took that for me to kind of really dig down, find out why I was starting a pest control company. And and when you really, you know, Simon Sinek wrote a book, Start With Why, and it's mm-hmm. kind of all about this. When you kind of discover your higher purpose, you just get really good at your job. You can, stuff that seemed like a really big deal before, like competitors and, you know, uh, pesty or whatever, they're just not that, not that big of a deal anymore. You, you know, and I think that when you find out what, what you're really doing it for, it just, it just changes things. And a lot of people will say, you know, it's still money and you do, you have to put food on the table for your family, you have to provide. I get that hundred percent. But uh, ultimately, if you think about it, money is means to an another end. Money itself can never be the end in itself. And the way to think about it is, well, you know, what what is it about the money? And people will be like, well, I really want to buy my mom a house, or I really want, you know, another bedroom so we can have more kids, or I want, you know, I'm just going to put it into a, a checking account and I'm going to look at it because I, you know, for security. Then you find out, oh, it's these other things that that money will do. So I think your companies need to go through this process if you haven't already. And I think it evolves over time. Companies change, personnel comes in and out and focus on this why. We've talked a lot about the the benefits of owning a pest control company and and how we're taking care of something that a lot of people don't want to handle. Figure out why why you're in business and and make that part of your company culture man i couldn't agree more and this is such an important concept for the long-term success of your company and i love that we're getting into this but i know that we're also running out of time so i think we're definitely going to need to do a part two of this episode but before we finish up i just want to remind everybody to join the bug bucks facebook group that's b-u-g-b-u-x lots of awesome content in there Make sure you tune into our next episode so you can hear the rest of this important conversation and keep building those pest control companies. And we'll catch you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Bug Bucks podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please show your support by subscribing and leaving us a five-star rating. Thank you. And we'll catch you on next week's episode.